Oh my goodness, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the Fantasy Daybreamers podcast. But if you want to hear some wild stuff that doesn't make the cut for the podcast and just us riffing, you got to go. You must go. You have to go to our Twitch at twitch.com slash Media. It's a fun time. It's educational. It's emotional. It's fulfilling. Now, the podcast. Hi, I'm JJ. Um, <laughs> what up, guys? It's producer Ian. JJ is uh, out um, creating toys in Santa's workshop, so uh, he will be off tonight. Um, as always, we have Keone. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody of all denominations. Oh, my goodness. It's another week. It's getting closer and closer to the fantasy playoffs, and it's getting closer and closer to my best tweets of the year. Maybe, perhaps, disclaimer. Um, the, the only place to see that is at Twitter uh, for Deidre Mercioni. I'm glad you put the disclaimer in because I was going <laughs> to keep you to it. And of course, we have Ryan. What's up, guys? You know, the Twitter R O K K O. Rocco, Daydreamer. Check me out there. Um, I have tweeted since I told you I was not going to tweet again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm glad you, uh, you kept on tweeting. All right. Are you guys ready for some news? All right. Very first piece of news is Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson has sprained his PCL. It's usually one to three week injury. He did not practice on Wednesday. How long do you think it will actually be for him? Uh, you know, a few weeks. Yeah, I was going to say two weeks because um, he's going to want to be back. They're going to they're going to need to win. Ga- excuse me. They're going to need to win games to keep in play with the Bengals because they're currently tied. Um I think Tyler Huntley can fill in for, you know, a little bit, but they're going to want Lamar, even though he's not playing super great, you know, um, but he's a, he's the best option they have at quarterback. Um, so it's just, I would say this is that if he comes back in two weeks, I would be hesitant to play against the Browns. So whoever he misses this week comes back versus the Browns mm-hmm. next week. So yeah, I guess he really misses one week. If he comes and plays versus Atlanta, which is the week afterwards, I would be more interested in playing him. But mm. I don't love his matchups the rest of the season. I mean, he, goes, he plays Pittsburgh twice, the Bengals and the Browns. A lot of and the AFC North, when they're all playing together, it's just mm. yucky-ass games. It you know, really is. Low scoring. Every mm. point just feels like it's literally 30. It's like watching soccer sometimes. <laughs> when, like, that one goal is like, oh, my God, thank God. And that's like going to be a Lamar Jackson touchdown this, this uh, next few weeks. Yeah, they the the AFC North feels like the throwback division where it's like back to like old school. We're going to run the ball. We're going to heavy on defense, not super flashy, um, but they get the job done. They're a, a testament to what this league has come from. And and yeah, that's that's how they feel. And I agree with I agree with Ryan. 
All right, next bit of news is the Rams claimed QB Baker Mayfield off of waivers. So obviously huge news. Yeah, start start him immediately. This is the perfect spot for him. He was already doing a lot of commercials. Now he doesn't have to. He can just go to a studio easily. Yeah, he can awkwardly stand in front of SoFi and be, they, they said you he know, might play on Thursday. uncomfortable. He does. That's incredible. If he plays on Thursday, I guess, I guess they could. They is he, him out. I mean, Hor- uh, the John dude is hurt, right? Fair. Then notes, uh, you know, it's later. I don't know. But I think he's hurt. Is it, is it per- it's Perkins playing then, I think, right? Or Perkins something could like play, that? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's a chance they can in the 10 place, yeah. place. And the Rams aren't going to score anyways. In more Don't start any Rams. Move on. <laughs> in Dude, other Cam Akers of the week. God damn it. <laughs> in other quarterback news, the Texans are going back to Davis Mills. So, you know, a little Kyle Allen experiment. It was over. Um, oh. Does this affect them? No, they're both really bad. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. And they also have a tough matchup this week, I think. They have a tough matchup every week because they're so bad. Yeah, fair enough. They, they face they Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. I would say that this hurts the Cowboys defense because Mill does not turn over the ball like um, Allen does. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, it doesn't matter. In other Texans news, Brandon Cooks did not practice on Wednesday. In other Other Texans news, he's not going to probably play because he's this team is ass. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't. He wants out too. Mm. Uh, Man, my worst pick. That's horrible. I should have just traded him for whatever I got early in the season. Jets running back Michael Carter was full uh, full participant in practice on Wednesday, so that's good. He's uh, on track to return. So, what does that mean? No Zanoran Knight. I play both. Or, yeah. Okay. I think there's going to be a lot of dump downs because remember they do play the Bills defense. Yeah. Um, and I think the Bills defense is getting a little healthier, but mm-hmm. the pass rush got worse. It, yes. So it's so a give or a, give and take. Yeah. yeah. Saints running back Mark Ingram suffered a slight MCL tear. It usually takes about four to six weeks. He's probably done for the season. The the like we I think we said earlier in the week, the Saints, the use of their running backs has been really weird. Like Alvin Kamara has been used sparingly and, you know, in, in not enough situations. And then Mark Ingram unfortunate not going to blame him specifically again because he injured but just one more yard one more yard and we're spared another tom brady goat you know whatever love fest that is um anyways but hope he gets healthy uh this is a little ode to mark ingram i love you buddy i for the last like however long you've been in the league i've always said that if you were the number one running back of a team you would be legit uh, for especially for fantasy, and if this is your last injury, basically could maybe end your career if you want to because you're already like over thirty. Uh, great career, buddy. I thought you were great. I was a ride or die for a long time. Really was. That was sweet. Yeah, you know, I just wanted to end my. Lo- I'm gonna love Mark Ingram till till the day he dies. So, mm. shout out to you, buddy. One of my you. first picks. Told you we get emotional on in the fantasy day trippers. <laughs> Broncos wide receiver Cortland Sutton missed practice on Wednesday and he's trending in the wrong direction. So it's not looking good for him playing on Sunday. Oh no. Leave the positive side, he won't be part of one of the worst offenses football. 
So it could be actually trending in the right direction. Uh huh. Yeah. The way you look at it, his stock like, is going up. He misses a game, and his stock looks better. <laughs> exactly. It wasn't my fault. We only scored six mm. points that week. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> um, Panthers running back Deonta Foreman. I don't know how to pronounce his name correctly. Yeah, that's Deonta Deonta. Foreman. Okay. Yeah. Deonta Foreman missed Wednesday's practice dealing with a foot injury. Well, fudge. Um, this might affect something later in the podcast, but. Uh, Hubbard, I'd be interested in, in yeah. uh, playing if he got the full workload, but it, we'll see later on. It's also Wednesday is also kind of like the extra day off mm-hmm. where people take. I mean, yeah. AJ Many Brown, I don't think he's practiced on a Wednesday in <laughs> in six years or however long he's been in the league. Good. Um, Bengals, Joe Mixon, running back Joe Mixon practiced in full on Wednesday. Good sign. That is a good Great. sign, but I'm still hesitant. Great sign. I do think he gets his workload eliminated a little bit more because P. Ryan was so good. He has yeah, been good. They have they have a good enough backup to where they can ease him back into it. It's not a situation where it's like your backup yeah. so ass that you need him at full strength. All right, <sighs> Seahawks. I know. I got that. I got this one. I got this one again. Okay. The Seahawks make the biggest move of the season. Is this making you more of a Seahawk fan? Absolutely, because (laughs) the Seahawks now with Kenneth Walker on injury and DJ Dallas step aside because they're going to give the ball to Wayne Gallman. Give him the ball, man. Oh, they signed him to the practice squad. Let's go. Get out of here, Mike (laughs) Davis. You're garbage. It's all about Wayne Gallman. Let's go, man. Gino and Wayne in the same backfield, huh? Oh my Keone's God. Gonna, not going to watch Red Zone on, on uh, Sunday. He's just going to watch the Seahawks game. Uh, that's so good. I if love you could it. somehow oh get them goodness. both in a Colts uniform. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, just please. I just want to see it so bad. Oh. Wayne Gallman, Geno Smith. Who else does Keone love? Alec Pierce. <laughs> yeah. Loki, DeAndre Swift, I feel like you really love. Yeah, he loved I'm Cole on Beasley Ra. three years ago. But it has let's, to be a three-year-old Cole Beasley. Let's, like, let's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Cole Beasley Cole fell Beasley. off. It's <laughs> pre-2020 Cole Beasley. Yeah, Mr. Consistent Cole Beasley. Not <laughs> Cole Beasley, yeah. not Cole Beasley. Mm, yeah. Mr. Cole Consistent. Be- Cole Beastly, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <clears throat> All right. Um, that is it for the news. Let's move on to some start-sit questions. You've got questions. We've got answers. So these are questions that we have received. You can DM us or PM us with private message, whatever you want to call oh. it on any, any of our platforms. And we will uh, at least answer you there. And sometimes we'll put it on the pod. And so- if you're a prime minister, you can especially PM us. Cause that would be a PM from a, for a PM. So double mm-hmm. PM. PM I will Prime. say this is Where? that you should DM the rest of us and not me because I will leave you unread. Not on purpose. D- DM, <laughs> DM the the Daydreamer account. <laughs> DMing each one FF of us. Daydreamers. Is FF a little, Daydreamers. Is a little harder, and or, yeah. Especially Ryan. All right. So the very first one we have is Joshua Palmer, wide receiver for the Chargers versus the Dolphins this week. Or George Pickens going up against the Ravens. So give me Palmer. Even I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think this could be both teams. On paper, it should be. 
both teams struggled last week. Mike Williams, I return. Um, I'm not sure about the left tackle for the Dolphins. I think there's a possibility that both teams score over 25 points. And give me Not if game. Joe Lombardi has anything to say about it. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe. Who knows? Okay, listen. I'd rather take them than the... I mean, Pickens is great. He's probably going to get a bunch of targets because he yelled that he didn't get any targets last week. So, you know, you're going to feed the beast. That's what teams do. But in a game where it could be... 10-9 or 10-7 of scores that we just saw the Ravens play. The Ravens defense looked better with Warcron Smith. It's just even without Lamar, it could be one of those ground and pound games where no one wants to watch. We never see it on red zone and the final score is 13-10 <laughs> and whoever won won the last second field goal. I think Palmer has a way better chance to score. Give me Palmer. I, I, I pretty much agree with all of that um, except I think the Chargers like Ian was sort of alluding to, I think they, I think the chargers will have, you know, like they've been doing the past few weeks, they'll come out of the game hot. They'll do that long drive or not that necessarily long drive, that long pass that Justin Herbert should be allowed to do more. Um, and that will go to jo- Joshua Palmer. Um, and so he'll get his and a touchdown, but I think he will be consistently used throughout the game. Um, and there will be more opportunities for him than George Pickens. Um, even though you did say that George Pickens was angry at not be at two, two targets in this last game. That's not enough. Um, Palmer though, has had better consistency in terms of targets, um, over his last six games, Palmer's averaging just under 10 while Pickens is average is averaging 4.5, which is under half of Palmer's numbers. So I agree with you. I'm going to go with Palmer. It's Palmer all the way. In the in the same time span, they both have only scored two touchdowns. But Josh Palmer has in six games four hundred and twenty nine yards. Uh, like you said, almost ten targets a game. He's also averaging about almost seven uh, receptions a game, like six point six six whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Pickens in that same time span since week since week six has not had seven targets in a game. Has not. And Josh Palmer's is almost Josh Palmer's catching almost seven targets a game. So uh, I definitely got to go with Palmer. Even with Mike Williams back, he's kind of solidified himself as a guy that um, they can throw to. He does a little bit of it all. He's known he, you know, he does those big deep plays, but he also catches it kind of on the outside, do the little curl route, stuff like that. He has a better chance in my mind to actually score just because the chargers, the Chargers can score. They just, once they are ahead, they suddenly don't like to. They like to be like, we have to pump the brakes and slow this game down. And then suddenly they're losing again and they have to do it. So I think it's a three for three for Palmer this week. Uh, plus I, the matchup's better in my mind. Um, all right. Next one. Damian Pierce versus oh i just had the schedule up the cowboys versus the The cowboys Cowboys. or gus edwards versus the steelers Mm. i'm gonna go pierce versus the cowboys it's not a great match but what teams Mm. do is that teams will slow it down get pierce the ball is losing by 15 points is better than losing by 30 points I don't think the I don't think the Texans are going to come out trying to go win the game 
but multiple fourth down conversions, nothing like that. I think it's going to be the Texans offense can be slow. We're staffing the ball at one every single time. We're running the ball. We're trying to get four yards. And the Cowboys defense is a great guy. I mean, I mean, they're good at stopping the run. Don't be wrong, but their pass rushers are legit and they have great playmakers on the back end. If you can limit them from making from rushing the passer and by throwing the ball, by running with Damian Pierce, I would not be surprised. Not saying the Texans win. I think Pierce could have 20 opportunities, 25 opportunities, because they are literally slowing the game down, taking possessions away from the Cowboys. Mm. I just said the same thing. We just talked about the Steelers-Ravens game. I told you it's going to be a slug out. And in that situation, the multiple backs are being used with the Ravens. I'm staying away from that until I see what's up. Because, I mean, they just they only scored 10 points last week. Broncos defense is great. I mean, very good. But like 10 points and literally seven of them came with 30 seconds less to go in the game for 55 minutes. They were scoreless or whatever that shit was. Or, I mean, they only had three points. Keep away from Gus. Play Pierce. Hmm. That is a really good argument. Um, I just, and like Pierce came back this past week. He had a bounce back game. I think he near, had nearly 100 scrimmage yards. Um, he's consistently used them in the past game, which is nice. Um, and Ryan makes good points. Um, but those few weeks where he did nothing has me really concerned. Um, but then again, Gus Edwards has, there's not a lot of, there's not a huge sample size for Gus Edwards. Um, I, Pierce is better, better than Edwards, but I think Edwards might have a chance to get in the end zone somehow, some way. I, I don't know. He, that might be the sole touchdown on this game, but I just, I think Pierce might get yards, but he might not find the end zone. Um, so I think I'm going to go, I, I don't like this at all. I don't like this matchup. This was makes this tough because both of these are kind of a tough sell, but I'm going to go with Edwards, but I'm a, it's a very shaky, you know, go with Edwards for me. I can see Damien Pierce getting 60 more yards than Edwards. And so that nullifies the touchdown. I got to go with, I got to go with Pierce just based off work, workload alone. I mean, even if you think that other guys are starting to get the rock more, they're not. This season, Damian Pierce has 198 attempts. Second on the team is Rex Burkhead with 24. Woo. 24 rush attempts. Third on the team is Davis Mills with 17. There's, mm. no, there's nobody else running the ball for this team. In the passing game for running backs... Damian Pierce has 39 targets. Rex Burkhead has 37. So it's not even like you're sitting there and saying, oh, well, you know what? Well, he doesn't get the passing work down. No, it's it's a pretty even split. So it he's still getting passing work. Um, I Like Ryan said, I can see them. You know what? They know they're going to lose. They know they don't have shots. They're not going to be able to. They're not going to be a team that's going to try to throw for 300 yards to beat this defense their goal is to run it right up the center's ass for four yards and a cloud of dust every time and just try to grind out the clock and hopefully win hopefully for them win the game 17 
to you know 16 or whatever. A real low scoring game, lots of chewed clock, not a lot of possessions. They want like five possessions each. They want you to look and be like, everyone's still in the everyone's still in the first quarter, and like, damn, Texans Cowboys midway through the second. Affect this game. <laughs> yeah, <man."> yeah. <laughs> All right, this you know we're gonna see we're gonna see other games. There already there are gonna be You're like expected to hear witching time. Yeah. They're at this two minute warning yeah. fourth quarter. Yeah. It's no longer witch hour for them. It's it's they're they're done with the game. They're walking off the field. Scott Hansen's gonna be pissed. They're He's like, Do I call witch hour? It's a minute left in this game. So there I I you just gotta go Pierce. Gus Edwards who knows if Gus Edwards is gonna touch the ball this week. The Ravens are all over the place with their running backs. All right. So next one we have DJ Chark or Corey Davis. I'm sorry. I didn't read who they were. Shark. Uh, Shark's <laughs> going against the Vikings there. Um, Vikings defense is ass. I think they gave almost like almost 500 yards to the Jets or whatever. How many yards they gave up to the Jets? Shark season just had high. one of his best like, games of the year. It was like 450 huh? or something. Oh, 450. Okay. Yeah. Shark had one of his best games of the year. I think he had like nine over 90 yards. That was a revenge game for him. Uh, Brown is connecting. Shark is connecting. I mean, I think they added Williams, which opened up another element to the offense. Swift and Williams is back. I think this game could be one of the highest scoring games of the week. Um, it's a good divisional game. I think the Lions are favored. Um, which is crazy because they're going against again. I mean, the Vikings have ten wins. What's di- how disrespectful is that? They're, you're, getting, <laughs> you're not favored versus the Lions. Who, I mean, oh, okay, doesn't matter. Um, it's funny. Give though. me Shark. Give me opportunity in the high scoring game. I uh, is going against the Bills. Yes, I agree with uh, with Ryan. DJ uh, Chark do 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 um, has had 11 targets over the last two games, um, just shy of 100 yards in week 13. They face a vulnerable Vikings defense who's giving up the second most fantasy points to receivers. Um, Davis has sort of similar stats over the last two games, 13 targets, 85 yards in this last game. Um, the Jets face the Bills. Um, they're coming off a big win. Um, their first divisional win of the year facing another divisional opponent. I think they got you know, their, their, their swag back and they want to contend for the top spot in the AFC. Um, I know their, their pass rush without Von Miller is, is not going to be as good, but um, I like there's potential with Davis with, you know, Terminator and Mike white at the helm, but I'm going to give it to DJ Chark because of the matchup. Just, it's just so it's too good to to not pass up and this offense like yeah it can be you know 40 to 45 to 43 or 42 i don't know it you know could be the one game that like of the year that you know sets not records but it's it's that one game of the year that you always look at and it's like wow they scored that much collectively that could be this game easily all right real quick before i say my answer ryan can you guess how many how much of a point differential the Vikings have on the season? Well, I know it was like, I know it was under 30 um, for a minute because of the Viking, because of the Cowboys game. Yeah. 37. It is plus 10 on the season. That's why they're not favored. It's because they on, on average are winning by one point. 
You're right, aren't they? I would love to know what it is without the Cowboys and uh, Eagles game, like in their wins. Because the point differential, I think that would make it's probably better. I mean, it's probably in the 30. That's what I'm trying to like. That's because when you get blown out, it's so hard to make that back up. And they got blown out pretty bad. Yeah, they did. Uh, Okay. My answer is um, also going to, uh, sorry, it is also going to be DJ Chark. Uh, last time the Jets played the Bills, uh, it was 2017 in Jets' favor. Not a high-scoring game. And they mostly ran the ball. So I don't see them kind of switching up that scenario, especially if Michael Carter's going to be able to come back. I know Mike White is built different. He's a Terminator. Their offense looks better. But Corey Davis could get some views. Garrett Wilson could get some views. Who knows? I like the I like the game better uh, to go higher scoring in the Vikings uh, Detroit game. So I got to go with them. Hanson and Dome. So we do love domes for passing and kicking. Mm. All right, and let's move on to our next segment. This is bye week fill-ins. So these are players that. Um, you should put in place of anybody who's on a bye week. So who has the buys in front of them? We have um, there's six teams with buys. What a terrible week for buys. What an absolutely right, terrible right, week right, for buys. Awful. Packers on buy. Packers, no. Bears, um, Bra- um, not Browns. I'm sorry. The uh, uh, Broncos. The Broncos aren't on buy. They're not. I'm sorry. The 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 the, 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 the B in their name. The Falcons, <laughs> the Bears, the Packers, the Colts, the Saints, and the Washington Washingtons. Okay. How do you, how do you forget your team, Keone? No, I, I was going to get there. I knew the Colts were on. And also, I said the Broncos because I saw Melvin Gordon, and it's like, oh, Broncos jersey, and then it didn't have him as a stat line. <laughs> so I'm like, Broncos oh, he's on buy, and it's like, no. Let's um, cry. So yeah. Those six teams, crazy, ridiculous. That this late in the season, just yeah. Mm. Um, Oscar is, is off here. Yeah, go ahead. So I got a tight end for you guys, Hunter Henry. Patriots going against the Cardinals on Monday night, and this could be one of those guys you play, hoping you you know you seal your playoff destiny, and it's a great matchup to play. The Cardinals give up the most targets, receptions receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, and fantasy points to the tight end position. And when I tell you they give up the most yards, I'm talking about they give up 130 more receiving yards than the second-place team. This team is horrible versus tight ends. He is a must-play. I would not play Jonu Smith, even though I do think it's likely that he could get a touchdown because it's either-or play here, like – who do you think is going to get a touchdown? I personally think it's Hunter Henry. I think that's the guy to look to more. Um, so I would not be surprised on Monday night we see Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith get a touchdown, but one of them are getting a touchdown, 100%. It's, it's almost locked in there. I mean, nine. they play 12 games. They give up nine receiving touchdowns to tight ends. Just think about that. Is this, is this, bet, is this bet territory? Well, what am I making a bet? Are you saying that they're not going to give up a touchdown, Hunter Henry? Are you saying that that's a bad play? No, I'm not. I th- Hunter, are you saying Hunter Henry is not going to be a top ten tight end? <laughs> I just feel that you're so confident about it. Um, well, listen, I, I bet Hunter Henry is going to be top forty this week. 
top 40 tight end. I mean, come on. One of the best in the world, baby. If you don't have that type of confidence, you got to move on. You mm. be a podcaster. Dang. I'm just saying, I don't think I'm great, and I'm giving out advice on this podcast. <laughs> I'm just fucking people over for no reason. I think I'm great, personally. Yeah, there you go. Are you going to bet him, Keone? Come on. No, I'm not, it's not a bet. I'm not betting him. Come on. I, it was going to be an individual bet anyways. Many, I, I knew I, what I, side I was going to be on. It was 100% going to be Ryan's side. But <laughs> no, no, no. I wasn't was going to go against Ryan. I was just going to like, it would be him either do yeah, Anyways. So yeah, not enough for a bet. No, no, no. Okay. Just throw it out there. Um, okay. So well, I'll, I'll match Ryan's confidence and be like in this, this week. It's a the one of the best matchups ever in existence in the history of the National Football League for a running back. Yeah. Depending on the injury status, <laughs> either sound <laughs> <laughs> less and less confident. Depending on the injury status, play either depending Dante on the weather, yeah, and traffic time of day, mm-hmm. and when they wake up, if he gets the, a, the right amount of sleep, this is a great play. <laughs> If there's a continental breakfast at the hotel, uh, um, depending on the injury to Dante Foreman, um, either play either him or Chuba Hubbard. You know, I think it's a collective, just a Carolina Panther running back versus the Seattle Seahawks. Um, but I'm going to speak more about Deontay Foreman um, just because he is a, a better back, I think, but he might be injured. So, but, Take this collectively. Um, Deontay Foreman, though, is coming off the bye. Um, he's had some up and down weeks as of the, as the, um, the past few weeks. Um, he's a little boomer bust, but here's where it matters. The Seattle Seahawks have given up 11 touchdowns to the running back position this year, which is tied for fifth worst throughout the, in the 2022 season. They are allowing six more fantasy points to running backs each game than the league average. I think regardless of who's running, you know, the lead back in this in this game for the Carolina Panthers, I think it can be a hundred plus yard game. Um, and it might include, you know, them breaking off for a touchdown. So I think it's a fantastic matchup and whomever is going to be running back, um, you know, I think they can deliver in this big game while you have players like, you know, Aaron Jones and, Technically, if you want to think about it, Justin Fields is a running back in a way. Um, uh, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Brian Robinson, if they're out, you know, you can play either of these guys, depending on who's starting. Um, Yeah. All right. My first one is me shamelessly stealing it from Ryan. He mentioned it earlier this week, but I'm going to go with Daniel Jones. Mm. Um, He's been better. Hold on real quick. (laughs) Uh, Ian's there's having some construction in the background there. Uh, you know, just, uh, okay. Anyway, back Daniel Jones, um, (laughs) Daniel Jones is having his best season of his career so far. Um, he's actively not turning the ball over nearly as much. So that really helps. He's also surprisingly rushing for more yards than he's ever ran for before. Uh, this is the most yards he's ever had in a season, and we're only in game 12 uh, with 522 rushing yards so far this season. He's averaging 43.5 yards a game versus the Eagles. He averages about 53 yards a game in his four career games against them. 
he's not getting a lot of touchdowns, but he has the opportunity on the ground to go and sneak in for a touchdown, especially since they are not afraid to run him inside the red zone. They like to do those bootlegs. Um, and that might be where the Eagles are most vulnerable because they're going to be focused on Saquon. He can probably do If he fakes it out really nice, he can run a bootleg for an easy touchdown in the 20. I got to go with Daniel Jones. Um, especially if you're missing quarterbacks like, you know, Matt Ryan, Andy Dalton. But in reality, if you're missing like Aaron Rodgers or even, I mean, hell, even Taylor Heineke or Justin Fields, this is a good or plug Lamar. and play. Or Lamar. Yeah, Lamar is injured this week. So, Dan right, Jones, my first play. Guy. I love it. <laughs> I do think Dan Jones is an effective runner. Uh, moving on for me, my last guy is going to be Zay Jones. I understand everyone was on him for last week going against Detroit. We thought he had a great matchup. Well, here's an even better matchup. Um, I mean, and he had seven targets. That game ended up being weird um, with, you know, whatever happened to Trevor Lawrence and all that extra stuff. But this week he goes against the Titans. who give up the fourth most receptions to wide receiver position, uh, give up the second most yards and are first in uh, touchdowns allowed to the wide receiver position. Last three games for Zay Jones, seven targets, 14 targets, 10 targets. Uh, the office can get going. I think there's a real chance um, the Jags throw a lot in this game. Um, it's the best way to beat the Titans. Uh, you saw it last week versus the Eagles. They threw it down the field quite often. Um, and I think it happens again. Doug Pearson is an aggressive play caller. They have nothing to lose. The Jags are playing with free money. They they already, you know, have their WC. Trevor Lawrence is better. The, the team feels better about themselves. And they have a young, or early draft pick coming. They're playing with house money. The Titans, who just fired their GM. Defense is a little banged up. They just got their butt kicked on a, in a big game. I could see them struggling again. I mean, I think the Titans had the division wrapped up, but maybe the Jags make a, a late push, starting with a win. Because Zay Jones caught a thousand touchdowns. Bold prediction as well. No, I'm just kidding. A thousand <laughs> touchdowns. I think. I think. <laughs> All right, let's take a bet here. <laughs> literally impossible predictions. Yeah, I am so down. I'm taking that bet. No, I'll, I would not, again, I'll give you seven fifty. Gets ten targets. I say six receptions, seventy yards, sneaks into the end zone. Um, I like it. I really do like the matchup. He he definitely was a guy that I um, that I looked at as well and like piqued my interest when I came across his name in the research this week. Um, but a guy I think who also has a great matchup um, and the offense is is chugging along um, is Jared Goff. Much like the Katy Perry song, Goff has been hot and cold all season, and as JJ refers to it, Jared Goff is going to Goff, but. I think he's shown moments of brilliance that kind of outshine those, those bad performances. You know, this offense can score a lot if they feel like it and they will, you know, keep scoring much like kind of the Cowboys do just, you know, although it feels a little bit better when the lions score a lot of points because it's like, yeah, you're doing it versus the Cowboys. It's like, yeah, you're, they're doing it. You know, they're, they're rubbing it in. No, you just got to you get behind the Lions. Um, and that's with Jared Goff, you know, and they face the Vikings, which is a terrible defense. Um, they allow a 
a good amount of points to the quarterback position, bottom 10 defense versus the QB. And they have allowed the most passing yards per game to opposing quarterbacks with just shy of under 300 yards per game, like 299 something. Um, they also allow nearly 20 fantasy points per game. And for a guy you're filling in, in your bye week around 20 fantasy points, that's what you want to get. That will, that will be a solid number. You know, it's, it's not that wild, like 30 yard or 30 point game that, you know, is you get from a guy like Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes or, or whatnot, but it's not going to be that 12 point game, you know, that really crushes your, you at the quarterback position. Um, even though technically Goff can get either of those, but if he averages out to 20, that's a great, a great day. Um, this is, again, we've talked about, it can be a high scoring game. It's perfect scenario. Um, for a guy to put in on your bye week woes. I, I just want to add this one other thing. It's not just a dome game for Lions. It's at home for Lions. And look at this split. At home, 17 touchdowns, three interceptions for Jared Goff. On the road, two touchdowns, four interceptions. It's a great play. Absolutely mm. great play. Versus the Vikings, again, who are absolute ass. I mean... You want to know who the Titans are behind and receiving yards allowed to the wide receivers? The Vikings. <laughs> <So> <laughs> you want to know who they're behind and receiving receptions allowed to wide receivers? The Vikings and the Rams and the Falcons. But the Vikings are number one. I mean, they're mm-hmm. absolutely bad. This feels targeted at somebody. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> Felt like you were calling out Eric. <laughs> I love you, Dad. Oh, man. All right, my uh, my other fill-in of the week. Uh, somebody who's on most rosters is Adam Thielen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Thielen goes against Detroit. Once again, we said this is a uh, this is going to be hopefully a high-scoring game. Both defenses look really bad, but specifically the Lions are giving up the third most yards to wide receivers, um, and the what is it? fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers so far this year uh, behind the Vikings and Titans. Uh, but they, they really have no pass defense whatsoever. They just let anybody do whatever they want to him. Last time Adam Thielen played the Lions earlier in this season, he had eight targets, six receptions, 61 yards and a touchdown, which to me feels like the quintessential Adam Thielen game. He's going to get you eight, Eight targets, six receptions, mm. and sixty yards and a touchdown is exactly what Adam Thielen is like designed to do. I don't know if this man's ever had a one hundred point game or sorry, a one hundred uh yard well, game. I don't think a lot of people have had a hundred points game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> another nearly another physically impossible prediction. So um Adam Thielen I like for this one. Holy shit, Adam Thielen had a two hundred and two point point. Two hundred yard game. He's had damn, that's wild. Sorry, I was looking that up. This dude out here, Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gotta go, Adam. I gotta go, Adam Thielen. I'm hoping that this is a shootout, personally. And plus, mm. it's not prime time, so we can see Kirk Cousins show up. Mm. He, there's no big lights for him to be scared of. That's that most yeah. people are scared of the dark. Jared <laughs> Goff and Joey Clark scared of the light. <laughs> uh, do you guys have anything else to add? Anybody else? Any random person you thought of? Um, it's okay or not. 
I'm just Why? filling time. Why did I have to throw that shot at Joey? Bye, bye I don't Joey. know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that'll, I think that'll do it for today's pod. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to look at our website, fantasydaydreamers.com or daydreamermedia.com. They both go to the same place. Oh. Uh, look at for our YouTube. We put, we post these on the YouTube at daydreamer media, Instagram, Twitter, uh, FF daydreamers, Patreon, patreon.com slash daydreamer media, Twitch, twitch.tv slash daydreamer media. Twitch.com also works, but twitch.tv is uh, the more accurate one. So, um, and what's the most important thing I'm forgetting? Oh, uh, don't forget to uh, stay uh, dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming.